Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the What Would Jeff Do show with the awesome Angelo filling in for the lovely Joelle, who is up in New England, um, visiting family for the Thanksgiving holiday. Hope everyone had a wonderful, if you celebrate Thanksgiving, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. If you you don't, you should have a wonderful day. The fact that you can watch this show, the day is good. Um, there are people that actually cannot watch the show because they're not breathing anymore. So it's always a good day when you wake up, when you wake up, I used to say when you wake up alive, but it's like when you wake up, because I don't think too many people are waking up dead. Um, anyway, this is a Q and a show. We do this every Wednesday and Friday at 6 PM Eastern standard time. And it streams live on, uh, Facebook and live on YouTube. We also have something called the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show, and that is Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, starting starting in December, the Tuesday and Thursday Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is going to only be able to be seen on Patreon. It's one more benefit Patreon members will have. So it'll be Patreon exclusive only. You cannot watch the replays. You cannot watch the main live. You can only see it on Patreon. And the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show is usually on single topic, single topic items. Like today we talked about training plateaus. Yesterday we talked about how to have a successful holiday. Um, uh, uh, it's single topic and then I answer questions pertaining to that topic. I will not answer just general Q&A questions. Um, but on the Patreon channel, I will. So I put the link down for, for Patreon and um, it's uh, patreon.com, Solid Canine Training. It's $10 a month. You get a couple of benefits from Patreon. You always get 20% off your courses, just like that. Also, right now, we're having a Black Friday um, uh, 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 sale. I put the link down for um, our Black Friday uh, uh, for our academy. It's academy.solidcaninetraining.com. For all the podcast listeners, it's academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And um, you can go there. And if you're a Patreon user, you actually get 20% off on top of that. So people are getting courses for half price right now. We've got bundles. Um, We've got three different bundles, um, one, two, and three. And they're fantastic. Each one is better than the other one. We have a whole library, our whole 2022 library we have. Um, Every course we've done in 2022. um, that one disclaimer you cannot use your twenty percent off on because we've already discounted it so much to factor that to factor that in. So everybody's benefiting from that. Uh, Angelo, yeah. you ready to start reading the questions? I... They're going to start right with that one right there. Mm-hmm. Julie, uh, oh yeah, Julie. Hello, Jeff and Angelo. Love your podcast, Angelo. You make learning fun. Hello and thanks. Thanks. So Angelo has his own podcast. It's on every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is that what time we've been doing them? Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday we didn't, but normally it's Yesterday five. we did at 11, but we're trying to, because that was Thanksgiving, but we're trying to do it at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And what, what, are your, what is your podcast? Mythology. And... The, and the next one is going to be a collab of Roman and Norse. So which one did you just finish? Greek. Greek. And the one before that, your first one. What did you do? So you did Egyptian and then Greek. And then the next one is going to be a combo. So he does a lot of mythology stuff. He does a lot of, uh, 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 a lot of mythology stuff. Um, awesome. Let's go right to the next question. Okay. Kyle. Good evening, 
Jeff and Angela. Thanks for all the podcasts. Good oh, evening. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah, we're doing, um, let's see, I'm doing five, six podcasts a week. Six podcasts a week. Also, we're going to be starting a, a um, an Instagram, um, what are they calling it? Group. It's $4.99 a month, and we'll be adding added benefits to that. So that's going to be launching very, very soon. Um, there's just a lot of a lot of great stuff. Um, next. Okay. Mark. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hello. Great job on your podcast yesterday, Angelo. Thanks. I'm getting ready to order the mini educator e-collar. Do you suggest any do you do you suggest getting any accessories for the collar? Um, the only thing I would suggest is if you've got a thick fur dog uh, or a longer fur dog, I would get the thick, thick fur. fur e-collar contact points contact and that you want to buy right from the manufacturer mm -hmm. so if you need any of the thick for contact points or any of the um different contact points when you go to if you go to the website which is ecollar.com um you can see all the different um contact points they make but if you don't you can go right to our website order it right off of our website solidk9training.com right in the shop next Sam. Hi, guys. Hello. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. Did you have two meals? Leftovers? Uh, leftovers, yes, actually. Are we going to eat those? What do we have for leftovers? Remember the pumpkin pie. Oh, so we only got... We went to two places for Thanksgiving yesterday. And we, were, we were wondering... And we brought home four pies. No, we didn't. Well, a, a tiny slice of four, pie, of of four pies. Three pies. Three? Three pies. Pa Poppy only made... Could have sworn there were four. Nope. There was the, cram little, the cranberry square, the Boston cream, and the there was no apple in there, and then pumpkin. Oh, they didn't give you a slice of apple? No. Should we call Poppy and complain? No, no. Nah, it's fine. I don't really like apple pie. Okay. You don't? Yeah, kidding. Of course I do. Right. right. Who doesn't? So okay. we just well, got... unless you're allergic to apples. I don't know. who's. Is that such a thing? You can be allergic to bees. You can. There's. I bet you. You can be allergic to a flat. You're. You can be allergic to a flower. Yeah, you can be allergic to. So an apple wouldn't be that far fetched, would it? I think so. Anyway, one's one's a piece of fruit and one's a flower. Well, I guess they're not that far fetched. Exactly. They both grow from an ancient. <laughs> Next. Right. Uh, KP. Oh, thanks, KP. So why are you saying thanks to KP? They just donated to us. So you have to say that for because there's people on the podcast that don't, don't see those things. Oh, wait. They, you guys don't see the... If they're watching us live, they see it. But when they're listening on the podcast, so it's like listening... The recording. It's a, well, it's all, but it's a, like it's only audio. There's no video. Oh, this whole time. It's yes. an audio book? No. Not an audio book, but there's no... like. They, you know how I listen to podcasts in the truck? Yes. Okay. It's like that. There's no video. Oh my! So you're you're you're. By the way, you're by you have your own podcast channel. By the way, <laughs> did you know that, Angelo? What? So you have a podcast channel. Your new show is on a podcast now. Yeah, I know. I know that. Right, but it's also live streaming, and it's also recorded streaming. 
So KP says um, donate to Top Chat. Top Chat is something you can do in YouTube, and you can um, if you have a question and if you put it in the Top Chat, then it goes to the top of the queue and we answer it right away. Um, and uh, but you do not have to pay to play. Um, so KP says no question. Just wanted to thank you guys for all you do with a five dollar Top Chat. Thank you so much. You know another thing that. You know, we wanted to talk about was on this show, it is a Q&A show, and you'll notice that um, most people ask questions on how to stop unwanted behaviors. So we, um, we specialize in aggression rehab and intense rehab of problem behaviors, but we fully train dogs. Like we can, you know, give us a 12, 14 week old puppy. We'll fully off leash train it. We also get happy go lucky dogs with not any major behavioral problems and we fully train them. So whenever you're doing basic obedience, you use a uh, reward based system. And whenever you are want to stop it, unwanted want behavior, you have to use a punitive based system. So I do use the word punishment a lot. Now punishment has been hijacked to mean abuse. Well, that's not what it is. It's the farthest thing from it. It's just been hijacked. So it's almost like the straw man. It's almost the straw man effect. If you, if, if, if someone says that person abuses dogs, like Jeff Gelman abuses dogs, then it's easy for Jeff to hate Jeff Gelman, which by the way, happens all the time. So, but the word punishment, you, you need to apply a punisher punishments, you need to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. That's just the way it works. You can feel differently. That's your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. Thank you, Ben Shapiro. But that's that's just the way it is. And everybody is getting bought into this whole reward-only training. And that's why dogs are struggling. And that's why owners are struggling because they've never learned how to properly stop an unwanted behavior because the trainer and the social media that they listen to or go to has convinced them that you only need to use rewards. And if you are using punishment, you will make your dog more fearful, more aggressive and destroy the relationship. And those are extremely unethical, false blatant outright lies of statements i could make a relationship terrible with a dog by doing reward only i can i can make a terrible relationship by doing anything but when you know how to properly train a dog so it all boils down to dog training the problem is there's a huge amount of the population out there who only wants to share 50 percent of the conversation and the education with your dog they don't really care about manners they don't care about stopping unwanted behaviors they frankly do not care about the dog having a better quality of life they say they do but they do not they don't care about the human having a better quality of life because they're not getting results so what does the dog end up doing living a life of fucking confinement the families are living a bunch of life of confinement with their dogs they can't take their dogs anywhere at all in public and now that's about for a walk they can barely walk their dogs but they can't take their dogs everywhere everywhere can't take them into stores can't take them to a farmer's market can't take them to outdoor festivals can't take them to their children's outdoor sports games because the dog's behavior the dog's behavior is supposed to be neutral and obedient just be neutral and obedient it's not supposed to be the center of attention. 
It should lie down and be quiet at the kids' soccer game, no matter how much noise is happening, no matter how close they are to the sidelines, no matter how many people are in the bleachers, the dog should lie down and be quiet. And everyone should be safe around the dog. But nobody wants to share that information on how to achieve that at all. Nobody. Next. Okay. From Sylvie, are you still running a special for the Green to Graduate program? Well, Sylvia, it's part of the Black Friday program. But even so, yes. So, yes. So all individual courses are are 25% off. And if you were a, a Patreon member, you would get an extra 20% off. So you could actually get the Green to Graduate program for 45% off. But even at the normal price of $197 for the Green to Graduate program, which takes your dog from no I would put that I would put the Green to Graduate program against up against most dog trainers in the country. For $197, you can fully off-leash train your dog. You can do it yourself. You never have to never have to go to a class. You can actually do it yourself. So yes, it's it's so it's it is. So you want to jump onto that because that is going to end in a few days, that extra 20, that 25% off. So we're only learning Black Friday to the end of the month, the, end, the, month, the month of November. That's all it's running to. Next. Julia. Hello. I know you had to say no. You, you, missed, you missed Lokahi. Oh, my I'm gosh. So you can't sorry, blow. You can't Lokahi. Look. Yes. Lokahi. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hello. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We yes. did. Yes, we did. We had a great time. Did I ever have any turkey? Well, if you would have, you would have had it at Nikki and Aaron's house. Yeah, I never had any turkey. Would you have ham? Yep, I had a slice of ham. You didn't have turkey? You sure? Nope. Well, there you go. Well, you look at that. I didn't have a turkey. I didn't have a single piece of turkey. Should, on we, ask them, should we ask them if they have any leftovers? Maybe. I bet you they got a lot of leftovers over there. Probably. Maybe we should help them. I think it would be helpful if we went over to their house to eat food because if not, it'll go bad. Sweet, it's a win-win. They have food, the their food, food that will go bad disappears, and we get a nice meal. I think we should. Win-win. I think you should text Nikki tonight. I don't have her phone number. I'll give it to you. You can well, you can text Liberty. Fair point. Why don't you text Liberty later? I ask them if this they. This is not a joke, right? No, it's not. <laughs> this isn't. Honey, if we eat their leftovers, I don't got to go grocery shopping, and we save money. Oh, you're. Oh, there's genius. there's there's. <laughs> There's no joke here whatsoever. This is serious financial planning. That is genius, Papa. Next. <laughs> okay, now it's your turn, Julia. Sorry, I skipped you, Lokahi. Yes. Julia. Hello, hello. I know he, I know you said to say no and then correct with e-collar for an unwanted behavior. Her, I have a deaf dog, and many times she is not looking at me for me to sign no to her. Do I just correct? You can just correct, or if you want to, depends how your dog responds to vibrate. Some dogs vibrate is too intense, but if you hit vibrate, that could be your no marker, and then go to shock. You go no, no, and then go to shock. So what you're right. What happens if your dog is? But also, you can teach your dog that no means. Uh, I mean, sorry, look to look at you is vibrate. So what happens if your dog is running away from you and you want it to return? You could do vibrate to look at you, and then you can give it the recall command. Or you can actually teach your dog that when it's running, obviously when it gets corrected, it should come back. Next, Megan, how do I break my stud? A dog of marking slash peeing in the house. I'm go. I'm. T- 
I'm to the point where I want to give up on him and tell him to some breeder who will leave him in an outdoor kennel how he was before I bought him. Well, this is the thing. Whether he's intact, not intact, um, use him for stud, family pet, stud only, You lives outside, you can still stop marking. Again, let's go back to how I how I interjected in the in the middle of the show here, where I said, if you want to stop an unwanted behavior, you've got to apply a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop the unwanted behavior. So it's it's all the same theory. It's all the same theory. So the dog marks, which is not a lot of people say, well, if you cut off his balls, I'll stop marking. That's the, with another biggest line of bullshit I've heard in my life. The only thing I've ever seen removing or desex, removing balls or desexing a female is they cannot reproduce. Male dogs, it doesn't stop humping. It actually does not stop um, um, actual intercourse. How many people have male dogs with no balls that can still get um, um, aroused and they can still insert into a female? Many many so um dog goes to mark no correct correct high how high high enough to make it suck to piss inside your house and and what they do is it's never usually just on the ground it's usually on things like the side of furniture the side of cabinets it's Mm -hmm. like you literally you will destroy you you are like that couch is gone that couch is toast. You'll never get it clean. You'll, you'll, you'll never get it clean. No matter what you use, mm. you'll never get it clean. Next. Okay. Uh, Emily, our farmer's market no longer allows dogs due to terrible behavior. Now only, what's an SD? Service dog. Now only service dog. You're right on. You're right on. Yeah, so um, because people bring out-of-control dogs to farmer's markets, which just shows you, sorry, lack of intelligence on the human's part. Like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Like, do you think your little barky, yappy dog on a flexi leash or your out-of-control dog on any leash that lunges at everybody, barks at everybody, like, is going to be allowed? Even service dogs, this is what people don't understand. Even service dogs, click on that top chat. Okay. And you'll, you'll do it. You'll answer it next. Click on it. Oh. There you go. And then hold it right there. Hold on. Um, even your service dog can be asked to be to leave the farmer's market. I don't think people understand about the way the ADA protects people. The ADA protects people. The ADA does not protect your service dog. If your service dog... And even legitimate ones, because there's tons of fake ones, even a legitimate service dog that is not acting appropriately has to leave a, 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 a private establishment. People say, oh, no, no, they're, they're protected. I'm like, no, they are not protected. They are not protected. The human doesn't have to leave. The human can stay. We cannot discriminate against the human. But the dog... The dog has to go because if your service dog is barking at people, barking at kids, or frankly, there's two service dogs in a store or on an airplane at the same time, your dog, your service dog better be good with dogs. 
and many are not. But a true service dog is supposed to be neutral in all situations. Now, the irony is we train through our boarding train your average dog to have the same public access that a service dog has. We expect the same behavior. So we've got a top chat from Sarah A for $10. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. So you, you, now you read the question. Yep. Okay. Read Sarah? Yep. Okay. Can I do both? The three-week aggressive training? For nope. Go back. What? What number is that? You said three-week. Oh, I did? Yep. Can I do both? The six-week aggressive training for my two-year-old and a jump starter border and, my tr and train for... For a puppy under one year old. I don't want our new puppy learning bad habits from our current dog. Yeah, so when you say under one year old, so first of all, yes, you can. You can do two boarding trains. Many people send both our three dogs to us. It's very, very common that we train multiple dogs from one household. But it, when, we, when we talk about puppy, like if your dog is seven, eight, seven to 12 months old, that's not a puppy anymore in our eyes. That's a dog. I know that that will say puppy, but it's like your seven-month-old dog is capable of being fully off-leash trained. I'm not interested in getting, getting a puppy right now. I'm looking for another dog, but I'm not interested in getting a puppy. I'm looking for a dog that's at least one years old, German Shepherd. Um, it's really difficult to find a quality German Shepherd you know, in the United States. It's very difficult. People are going to be like, and people are, and trust me, I will not be getting one from, uh, uh, a rescue because there really isn't any and people are like oh, there's german shepherds everywhere i'm like quality german shepherd sound mind sound body i don't care if it's trained or not there's a lot of problems and a lot of breeds of dogs right now um so anybody that wants a dog like i do that wants specific needs which is like stable you've got to probably end up buying one but the point being is if we were to get a puppy at, say, 14 weeks old, even 16 weeks old, which is at four months, that dog could be awfully trained by the time it's six months old. So if you got a – if you have, say, a 10-month-old dog, you can do the four-week program, just a four-week program. Or you can start it at home. Or you can do a four-week program, and then you can still get um, – you're still going to get training for all the dogs. So, yes, it's not uncommon. The best thing to do, Sarah, is go on our website, solidcaninetraining.com, fill out a contact form, and then we will call you. We'll call you. All right? Next. Okay. Car Carrie, right? Yep. If that's where we're at. Make sure you didn't skip anybody. I didn't. Okay. Carrie. Hi, guys. Yum. Pumpkin pie. Agreed. Dogs sleeping on their owner's bed. Is this contributing contributing to behavior problems? To be defined, you have to. I'd have to know what the behavior problem is. So, separation anxiety, most likely. Resource guarding of the owner, most likely. Leash reactivity, most likely. But, what? but, I'm not against dogs on furniture. I like it to be permission based, but I'm not against it. I'm not against dogs in bed with owners. But if you've got behavioral problems. We should probably talk about it. It all depends on, and a lot of people will say, well, my dog behaves well when it's in bed with me. I'm not disagreeing. It's like we work with dog killers, dogs that kill other dogs. These do Most of these dogs are fine with people, fine with like infants, which are people, fine with the family cat, fine with the dogs in the household. 
Of course. But they kill dogs. So it's more about the big picture. It's more about the big picture. And we train all of this. We talk about this every day. We talk about it on my podcast. We talk about it in the post. We talk about all of this theory all the time. So, um, but what I tell people is if you're going to do a whole full training program for 90 days, let's go hardcore and let's get the dog out of the bed into a crate because the crate is also leadership because there's a certain way a dog goes in the crate and out of the crate. We actually have a process for that. There's actually a specific way to build a role, have a, a good relationship with your dog and to have a good leadership role. Remember, you are your dog's leader. You are not equals. So some people are like, oh, dogs are equal. The fuck they are. You're equal? Cool. Let's split the bills. Let's split the bills. I would love it. I'd save about a hundred grand a year just personally if we split the bills. What? Yeah. Wait, but they don't have any money. No shit. That's why they're not equal. But having money doesn't make you an equal. The point is that they're not equals. They're animals. Exactly. But the dog can't pay the bills anyways, even if guys were equals. Right. Because but dogs can make dogs can make money. They can. You can have you can have a dog that's that's a sponsor for a product, and the sponsor pays money because the dog uses the product or wears the product. Fair point. Dogs have jobs that can actually make the owner money. Rich dog. Yep. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sylvie. T T Y. What does Thank that you. mean? Oh, Acro- acronym. Yep. Oh, that's an acronym. Yep. I don't know acronyms. Well, you do now. You know, LOL. It's, that's really the only one I know. Okay. Next. Chad, fear and GSD, uh, German Shepherd, I mean. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to reread that. Fear and German Shepherd, her dog, 10 months old, will take treats, but real suspicious and skeptical. Then when someone heads up and moves, dog goes nuts, barking, growling, and wanting to, and has bit. How do I stop fear? You don't need to stop the fear. You need to stop the biting. What? Right? So, Chad, if I made your dog dog, dog with no fear, does that mean it would stop the biting? Well, that's the root of the biting. That's what people will say, correct? Do you know how many fearful dogs I know that don't bite? Do you know how many confident dogs that I know that do bite? So people will say, oh, it's a fear biter. So if we stop the fear, we stop the biting. That's the theory. I, I highly, highly disagree. If you're afraid, oh, well, I don't care. Don't bite. So the, 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 the situation is, how do I stop the biting? Now, if you do a proper training program, though, that's based on the whole dog, number one, a lot of the fear goes away. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the biting goes away. You've got to still, because the biting is a practice behavior, you still have to eliminate the biting. So, number one, um, where, where, where is the question? Let me, go, let me go find that question. Question. I got it. Okay. So, for, first of all, this, you know, a 10 will take treats, but really suspicious and skeptical. Okay. So, when, when are you giving these dogs treats? So, I, we, we treat trained dogs, but I think a lot of people over treat, over food train their dog. When is this training, when is this treat giving, which is when is when your dog is uh, skeptical, skeptical, 
to somebody, somebody that the dog first meets, are they handing them the treats? I highly disagree with that concept and they should not do that. Are you trying to give the dog food when somebody new comes in so they'll have a positive association? That most likely will not work. Instead, put your dog, correct your dog. Correct your dog for any of its fear responses. You're not correcting your dog for being fearful, but the fear responses. So, you know, say it like growls, correct that. Loading, correct that. Correct the loading, the biting doesn't happen. But then you have to advocate for the dog and tell the person to, to, no, don't pet my dog. My dog just wants to exist. Teach your dog existence. But when the dog goes to bite, there should be a high, high, high level correction. But there's a lot of information that we can be giving the dog way prior to the biting. And a lot of people will say, well, if you eliminate the signs, the dog will just go right to bite. Another, another crock of shit. It's another crock of shit. How about if we eliminated it all? How about if we eliminate the sign, the biting, the thought of the thought of biting? How about if we eliminate everything? Has anybody thought about that 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 you know idea? Let's just get rid of it all. Oh well, then you're just making the dog a powder keg. Bullshit. Or how about this concept? All dogs are powder kegs. All humans are powder kegs. What does that mean? Powder keg explodes. So, like you're you're capable of exploding. I'm capable of exploding. What do, what do you mean, exploding? If somebody ever messed with you, I assure you, you would you would see stuff come out of me that you've never seen in your life, and it would scare the shit out of you. Probably. But guess what, though? Your life would be saved. Yep. And that's all that matters. So I'm a very, you know, on this show, it doesn't seem like it, because this is a show. It's sort of entertainment. The, the, the information is actually real. Mm-hmm. But I'm not this, like, so to stop this, you do, like, it's got to be, it's got to be, you know, active, but in normal life, I'm extremely relaxed and calm, but that's because personal growth work on myself, but fuck with my kids, fuck with my staff, fuck with my family, please. And I wish more people were like that. I wish more people had better control over their emotions and that's what it boils down to. Having control over your emotions, having control over your feelings. Not letting your emotions and feelings override your rational decision-making. So, but when it comes to dogs, what I want you to do with your dog is if you actually start, we have so many people that go through our green to graduate program and they tell me my dog is more confident. I have a better relationship with my dog. My dog is not as fearful. My dog is not as skittish, but they never worked on that particular issue. They just, Train their dog to a higher obedience level. Now, you still have to address the biting. So we have two different things. So we do both. We do both. We do the obedience side and the behavior modification side. Next. <sighs> Angel, you got to stop yawning on the podcast. I'm, at least I'm covering it. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm just really tired today. Okay, I'll try, I'll try to stop. <laughs> Thank you. Next. Uh, okay. We're, we're, we're in the middle of a podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh don't my shirt's caught. Okay. Sam, I used the spray bottle for wine for the wine and mm. she came out the door, but she didn't care. Oh. I used the bunker hard. Definitely freaked her out. How she laid down but continued to whine, but softly. But whining's still there. Yep, bonker again. 
Yep. So spray bottle can be a can be a, can be a punisher. See, that's the thing about folks that are against e-collars, but for spray bottles. So you're not against punishment. So that, that's the hypocritical thing with people, or they they, they don't they're they're against. So to answer your question, Sam, bonk the dog again. The whining is still there, but you've got to do it. You've got to do it more. Um, a lot of things are eliminated in one shot. Many things are not. So do it again. Oh, you're whining? That's why we like the remote collar. So you could have bonked, and then the whining was still there, then switch over to the remote collar at a lower level to eliminate that whining. But it doesn't work with every dog. Like we, we like most of my statements work with a lot of dogs. But we have dogs in our training center where it doesn't work. So that's the, that's the art of dog training is learning how to troubleshoot. That's the art of dog training. There's not one way. That's, that's what drives me nuts about a lot of these folks that are reward only. It's like, you really think that works with everything? And if it doesn't, then they're like, the dog can't be trained. It's like, no, 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 no. You don't have enough information in your tool belt or your mind or you're not open to it to actually train the dog. I can't tell you how many dogs that we've actually fully off-leash trained and rehabbed that, quote, couldn't be trained. So, but it's it's really funny how some folks are, they're okay with a spray bottle, but not a shock collar. They're both punishers. So if you spray a dog, it stops its behavior, you apply to punisher. Yeah, but, I'm, but it's not hurting the dog. There's an e-collar. And who says it's not hurting a dog? Tell a child that's afraid of water to jump into a swimming pool. Tell a child that's afraid of water to jump off of a log into the dirt. You don't think you'll get two different responses? Think about it. Why are you okay with one Punisher but not another? Who, who, who is a human to decide which Punisher is more ethical than another Punisher? The dog will let you know what Punisher works. Next. Okay, Chad. Uh, I understand stop behavior, but fear-based? Don't buy into the fear-based stuff. Don't buy into it. Wait, what? Don't buy into the fear-based stuff. Meaning, first of all, we work with a ton of fearful dogs. They get corrected like any other dog does. Yeah. Now, that's not the only thing you do. But on this podcast, it sounds like it's the only thing you do. Oh. Hundreds and hundreds of hours. If a dog is with us for six weeks, hundreds and hundreds of hours go into these dogs training. Go into these dogs being trained. Hundreds of hours. It sounds like we just do one thing with them and we do that one thing all day long. No. 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 That's just that, that literally to, to apply a proper punisher, it takes seconds. There's 86,400 seconds in a day, and we're talking a one to three second punisher. That's a lot of seconds of not being punished. So, what else do we do? Training. But a punisher is training, by the way. But it's like obedience training, public access training, exercise, duration drills. So if it's fear-based, though, I don't care. Now, uh, there's, a, there's a small caveat to that. It's if a dog is cornered and you're approaching it, yeah. But that's not what I'm talking about. That's what, not what most people are talking about. We're talking about, oh, my dog bites out of fear. 
Oh, that's why I jumped over a six-foot fence, chased a family down the street, and bit the kid? That, that was fear? Oh, I see. I see. So your dog is you're, the, the, so your 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 the dog is on a uh, uh, in a downstay um, at an outdoor cafe and you're walking down the sidewalk and you don't even notice the dog there, and the dog runs out from under the table, goes about ten feet towards you and bites you. Oh, sorry, my dog is a, my dog has fear. That's not fear, but somebody put a label on your dog. Somebody put a label on your dog now. We do, in a way, like the last dog we had come in here, it was very nervous, skittish, anxious, fearful. Why? Because we put that on there because we want when we show a dog that is looking like that, it's like, that's the way it came in. But we're not going to let that dog get a free pass on any of its behavior because that's the way it is. Because if we accept that's the way it is, It'll never make improvements. There's a great study that um, I believe it was in Queens, New York, where they had two teachers in two classrooms. And they told one teacher, this is a special uh, ed class. These kids have a hard time um, learning. They need to be taking very, very slowly through the curriculum. Teacher said, okay. The other teacher was said, these are high-performing students. They need to be challenged. They said, okay. The classes were actually reversed. The kids that were that needed more special ed teaching excelled because they weren't treated as special ed students. And when they dumbed down the curriculum, the smart kids didn't do as well. Just put high standards on everybody. There's no free pass. Of course, there are exceptions. When you've got somebody that's like, you know, not not functioning well, that's a different story, but that's not what I'm talking about. So I, in school, mastered the letter D. I was the master of the letter D. Give me an intelligence test, I score pretty high. Big deal. Well, this is what the deal is. The teaching program I had sucked because the teaching program was geared towards one type of learning, one type of thinking. We want everybody to learn and think the same. They didn't do any individual teaching. How does Jeff Gelman learn? Let's teach him that way. They never figured it out. They didn't even bother to try. That's why I like homeschooling. I homeschool Angelo, I know how he learns, and I can teach him how he learns. But if you had, if I used my agenda to teach him, he doesn't do well. Next. Oh, uh, where are we? Sarah. Sarah, I meant, meant to add at the same time so they can be boarding at the same time, and sorry. So, yes, they can. Um, we like to stagger them. Well, they would be staggered, I guess, because they'd enter at the same time, but one of them would go home. The younger dog would go home earlier because it's only there for four weeks. Because we, we don't want dogs to go home at the same time from the same family. The reason is the family is overwhelmed because it's a lot of work that has to be done at home. So the younger dog would come home. You would incorporate the um, training at the house 
set the house up because owners have to change. And we do owner training. The most important part of, of a boarding train is the owner training. The most laborious part is the dog training, but the most important part is the owner training. And you get lots of training. Like with two dogs, you would have 12 hours total of training, 12 hours. So um, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Next. Okay. Constance. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hello. Working green to graduate program. My my dog, I almost said dad for some reason. Look like dad to me for a second. My dog seems underwhelmed by the prong collar. It goes on and all she wants to do is sit. And I don't want to be yanking away or have to drag my dog down the street. What step am I missing? Um, it's... Your dog's not underwhelmed. Your dog is overwhelmed, most likely. And it's not because the prong collar hurts. We have dogs that respond the exact same. This is another lie out there. We have dogs that do crocodile rolls when you put a prong collar on. So you put a prong collar on a dog, the dog screams its head off, does crocodile rolls. So someone says, well, we'll assume the prong collar hurts the dog. Well, how about if I told you that if I put a slip lead on the dog, we get the same reaction out of dogs? Martingale, same reaction. Head harness, same reaction. Body harness, same reaction. Flat buckle collar, same reaction. A flat buckle collar on a dog that holds dog tags or has the dog's name on it embroidered. We put that on a dog, attach a leash to it. The dog literally attacks the leash, jumps up in the air, paws the leash, bites the leash, rolls on the ground from a flat buckle collar. So are we going to now assume that flat buckle collars are mean and abusive? Or are we more intelligent than that in saying dogs have probably never had anything on their neck and they don't like the, they, they don't like the loss of control. They cannot move where they want to move now. So if you put the prong collar on and you size properly and the course shows you how to do it, I've got free videos on how to do that. And you did the introduction to the remote, the prong collar, which the video also shows you. If the dog just sits, move. Just move. You're not going to hurt your dog. I've been dog. I'm sure a tool, any tool. In fact, I know any tool can harm a dog. Any tool out there. No tool can harm a dog. Dog food harms dogs. Not training your dog harms a dog. But walk. Don't be afraid to walk. You're not going to hurt your dog. You won't hurt your dog. Go oh, the dog whined. Uh-huh. How many of you have children? Let's humanize this. Everybody loves to humanize things. How many of you have given your dogs, your kids chores? Giving your kids an early bedtime? Giving your dogs a curfew that's earlier than their friends? A uh, child, you said dog. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Right? What do kids do? They whine, they complain, they scream, they have temper tantrums. Right? Should we not give them? Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. You're right. You can stay out till two in the morning. Oh, you're right. No chores. By the way, I'm recycling. Have to go out tonight, Angela. Oh. <laughs> okay. No chores. He has tons of chores. Oh, that's that's what I. Heard. Okay. He can't complain about his chores. Why? I don't give a shit. Like I care that he complains about his chores. No, I don't care. Do your chores. That's what kids do. They do chores. I don't care how well their grades are. So your dog is sits because it doesn't know what to do because you have to, have to lead the dog. So Constance, just move, go, just literally walk. And if your dog puts up a fight, you've got to make sure you introduce the collar 
And I've got a, there's a video on that, how to introduce the prong collar to your dog. Next. Okay. Uh, Caroline, Caroline, what do you, would your training be either building blocks for surface dog training? Just curious to learn the different levels of training. Well, absolutely. I mean, most service dogs are not actually given tasks till they're at least a year old. So your average service dog first has to be tra a trained dog. And then they train, depends what they're training for. But, but you need a trained dog no matter what. So it's not that it's our training. It's dog training. So we don't do anything special. We do the same thing that millions of other people do. I'm just by bringing bring to the forefront and I talk about it transparently. But I also don't want dog training to be a secret. I want people to be able to do it at home themselves without having to hire a dog trainer. Like 40 years ago, 30 years ago, there was no such thing as dog trainers. It seems like everybody needs a dog trainer now. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like the, the internet has been great for dog trainers, but it's also destroyed families because they're getting too much false information, too much conflicting information. So the Green to Graduate program, think about this. It takes your dog from not knowing a thing to off-leash trained. That's a great thing for a service dog to have. Our Green to Graduate program teaches a dog how to do, like our client's dogs can do three-hour downstays. Great for service dogs to have, right? Our clients' dogs learn how to not care about other dogs. Great skill set for service dogs to have. Our clients' dogs learn not to go up to dogs, not to go up to people. That's a requirement of a service dog. So it's excellent for service dogs. Yes, next. Sarah, our puppy will be uh, four or five months old by the time we can get head him up to you. And our reactive dog will be three. Okay, got it. They're they get along great together, but my older dog hates any other dog. Okay, so I'm glad that they get along together. But still, I'll, a couple of things. Um, number one, don't um, don't let your older dog pick on your younger dog too much, and make sure it's mutual. That does not mean they cannot rough play, but just make sure it's fair. Because what's going to happen is, as your younger dog gets older. And if it's always been picked on, you're going to have a dog fight. And then also, you need to make sure you can stop it in a heartbeat. We would we would do that. We would do that. And right now, we only have – the end of the year is always a little bit slow on boarding trains for us. We only have about a month. I think we're booking at the end of December right now. So um, but because the end of December, it's probably going to be another month out. So what we do is if you fill out the contact form, I will call you. And then um, we will we'll, we'll set everything up. We'll go through all the logistics of everything, um, and then you'll be you'll be booked in, and you'll get a date. You'll get a, you'll get a drop off date. Next. Okay. Uh, also, Sarah. Great. Thank you. You're welcome. Constance, the other night I asked about lightweight leashes. Even the cat slash ferret leash was overwhelming to the tiny puppy. We figured out a a lanyard. Hard. Did I Land, lanyard. Yep. Yeah, lanyard. Hard would work. Problem solved until until she gets a little little big. Oh my gosh, I cannot talk today. Little bigger. Followed the puppy program. Um, five days in, and she's so quiet in the kennel. We almost forget she's there. Great. It's amazing. Great puppy program. Highly recommend. Awesome. Yeah, the puppy program is fantastic, and it's for for definitely young puppies. Which is like a lot of people call their dogs a puppy, and I'm like. 
and they'll be like, oh, he's, he's a year old. I'm like, that's not a puppy or nine months old. I think I already mentioned that. Next. Lokahi, I'm not skipping you this time. You mentioned you're looking for a dog right now. My wife is looking to get a solid working line Doberman. What is your process in choosing the right dog breeder? Um, you're pro- for, a, for a Doberman, you're probably going to have to go overseas too. It's funny because um, who, was, who do we have? We met last night at Poppy's house. I'll, I'll talk to, I'll, I'll find a Doberman breeder from overseas that um, we met someone last night that has Dobermans and he gets all his Dobermans from overseas. Uncle Anthony? No. Uncle Kevin? No. No. They were, he was sitting across from us. He was sitting across from me on the couch when you were playing with, with Heidi. Okay. Yeah, that was Uncle Kevin. Uh, no, it was not, honey. Uh, oh, Hudson's, uh, Hudson's no. dad. No. He no. was sitting directly across from you, though. There was someone else on the couch. Oh, the guy next to him. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I'm, do, you know, Dobermans, Rottweilers, you know, any of your working line dogs. There might be. I'm not. I'm not a good breeder person. Like, I'm not good with breed breeders. All I know is that in the U.S., there are a couple of people that get German Shepherds from Czech, and they are they are sticking with the Czech lines, and they are doing a good job. But not that many. Not that many. Next. Okay, uh, Emily, how do you reintroduce an e-collar to a dog that was first trained incorrectly and now has has an uh, aversion? Mm-hmm. Currently, she uh, aversion. Currently, she just wears it and it's now turned on. Um, if you follow our Green to Graduate program, and I would highly encourage you to do it. Rat? No, it's not a rat. It's the dishwasher. Something is spinning around in there. One of the one of the plastic bowls probably got loose, and it's probably flying through the air all over the dishwasher on the inside. <laughs> so imagine like a tornado on the inside of the on the inside of the dishwasher. Um, it's that. So, um, so what I would do is so if you introduce the, the remote collar, the green to graduate, we have a four step program on the remote collar. You can start it right there. It's priming, CS, NCS, and then correction. So when your dog has an avert, we've worked with many dogs that were, um, uh, whether they were trained improperly or not, they're just um, uh, unfamiliar with the sensation. Your dog is, is familiar, but um, but just had a negative experience. Or it just might be the dog. Like, we don't know always if the dog was trained improperly. Um, but there's a lot of people out there that do food training improperly as well. And then we, we have to clean that up. We have many, many dogs that come in that were uh, – uh, trained properly on food that we have to we have to we have to clean up we have to clean up so um but the green to graduate program will work um and you can jump into it right away to buy it tonight start it tonight start it tonight Ooh, you know yeah, yeah. next chad okay should should i put fearful do- okay should i put fearful dog on slip heat and fight it out so to speak until dog submits i don't know first of all i need context i mean i don't know what your dog is doing but I would use a prong collar, not a slip lead. Your dog, your dog could choke and die. If I, had, I've mentioned this before. If I had one tool I needed to kill a dog, I would you use, use a, a slip lead. I'd use a slip lead. It's a noose. I remember it. I could hang a dog up in the air and it would die. So I actually wouldn't do that. But I need to know what is Chad. I need way more context. You might want to do a one-on-one with me. So I offer one-on-ones. Don't forget, Patreon members get twenty percent off. I just say that because I'm trying to save people money. But I don't know what, and I'm not looking for the dog to submit necessarily. So 
you know, we're not dealing with, you know, I don't think we're dealing with a high level, you know, putting in the hospital biter or, or someone that redirects on you. I don't know. I see. That's why I need, like, when it comes to aggression, a one-on-one is best because we can talk. I would suggest you don't just take information from a podcast to rehab aggression. It's intense work. It's intense work. So, next. Kim, I know that when you put in the time, a lot of the bad behavior automatically goes away, but it's it's work on our on our part. It's not easy. He, I, I so appreciate everything you do. You're welcome. You're very welcome. It's it's. But a lot of stuff is not time, though. Mm-hmm. Our next-door neighbor has a Chihuahua that's 10 years old. It's been barking for 10 years. It barks outside the house and everything. It barks inside the house and everything. If it's quiet and someone moves, it barks its head off. It literally does not stop barking. I've never been over their house where the dog has not barked. Wednesday night, the day before Thanksgiving, they're like, we're not having another one of these Thanksgivings where the dog doesn't shut up. So I went over there with a remote collar, small dog, but I went over there with a remote collar because that's the greatest thing in the world to stop barking, especially when you're there. I stopped 10 years of barking in one second. Dog is outside today. Dog usually runs the little fence line. And barks at us, barks at our dogs. Guess what? Wasn't barking. There was no barking. There's no barking. So some things are quick. But overall, yes, dog training takes time. But I don't want people to think that things take months or years. Aggression rehab, months. Absolutely. Sometimes longer, way longer. Sometimes it might be a year process, but that doesn't mean it's a living hell for a year. That means it's like you really got to put the work in. But a lot of what? stuff, but a lot of stuff does not take long at all. What just happened? Oh, I accidentally clicked on this. Yep. Next. Okay. Constance. That's the part I'm stuck on. Mm-hmm. Yep, no, I didn't. Yep, got yeah. it. That's the part I'm stuck on. The leadership beginning video. I watched the sizing video. All other six dogs did great. But this one, I walk forward and have to drag her. I walk backwards. Drag her. Just keep dragging and eventually will she get it? Well, I don't want you to drag your dog down the street. But, yes, you can do a series of pops to get her to move. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pop, pop. Series of pops. So if you pull, opposition reflex will 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 uh, uh, appear. And opposition reflex is when you pull, the dog pulls the other way. So just do a series of little pops and just move. No talking. Just move. Next. Okay. Uh, also, Constance. I'll, ha- I'll move onto the e-collar with her. All other six dogs understood the leadership video part mm. of the program. Just this one isn't getting it. I watched the sizing video. She just won't move. I'll keep at it with the e-collar incorporated. So what you can do is if you want to use the e-collar too, you just start slowly, slowly dialing up the e-collar while you're giving leash pressure. And eventually that dog will be like, it's getting too hot in here and they'll move. Next. Uh, Papa, can you help me with the name? Where? Right here. Um, Yuzuka. 
Hizuka, your bonker video will help us so much. He stopped barking. Big thanks. He sometimes still growls, so I correct that with yep. the bonker. But what should I do when he whines? Should I ignore or correct it? So whining is a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. So first of all, before you bonk, you want to use the word no. And then you bonk. If you don't know what a bonker is, it's just a cotton towel wrapped up, secured by, by rubber bands. I've got a video on how to make one. There's actually a specific way to make it. There's a specific way to use it. It's a very specific thing, um, just like every other trading tool out there, just like a food delivery system, just like clicker training. Like everyone's like, I use a prong collar. Prong collars are great if you use them right. There's always that little caveat, if used right. If used right, if used right, does anybody ever say food training and then follow that up with if used right? They don't. They never do. But guess what? There's a proper way to click or train your dog. There's a proper way to food train your dog. And I've seen so many trainers just on videos, they're doing it wrong. Their timing is terrible. Their timing is terrible. They're, they're marking the wrong behavior. Classic example. Tell the dog to sit. You would click as soon as the ad hits the ground at the very beginning. What happens with a lot of people is the dog sits, they reach for the treat, the dog gets out of the, starts getting out of the sit, they click. Guess what you just marked? Coming out of position followed up with a food reward. What does the dog learn? I get rewarded for coming out of position. So um, as far as whining, whining is easier to resolve with a remote collar. Next. Okay. Caroline, what does a one-on-one -on -one look like? Do we submit video of our issue and then chat about it? Or is there a little bit of working interaction? It can be both. One-on-one -on -one is video. It's private, obviously. It's, it's video, face-to-face, -face, you know, side-by-side. -side. So we're side-by-side -side on screens. And if you want to submit video, we can, you can actually share the video on the one-on-one. -on -one. So like right at the bottom of your screen, there's a, um, there's a share button. So you can, you can actually pull up the video and share it. You can actually send me the video beforehand if you want to. Yep. Once you book it. So if people send me videos before they book anything, I don't watch them. I don't watch them. Because number one, I don't know what's in it. I, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of crap inside videos. You know, I don't know what I'm opening. But, and also, it's a time suck. It's a time suck. So... Um, but if it's, that doesn't mean, oh, you don't want to help people. It's like, please. Um, it's more about like, I can't watch all these people's videos. They want my opinion on things. It's like, number one, if you're not a client, I don't give you an opinion on it. I don't give you an opinion on it. Now, people send me videos that have said, hey, I started the green to graduate and they'll send me like a 15 second clip. And I'll be like, good, good job. Excellent job. Good work. You know, next. Emily, thank you. You rock. Oh, thanks, Emily. So I hope that answers your question about the one-on-one. -on -one. So one-on-one, -on -one, as far as like working, I don't, first of all, let's, I'll throw something out there. I actually don't need to see your dog to train your dog because I've seen what your dog does. I know what your dog is doing if you describe it, but you absolutely can send me videos. You can turn the camera around and I can watch your dog. 
I mean, I've trained, I fully give off-leash trained dogs through one-on-ones, consults, fully. Because between the information that I give you, as well as the, the, the amount of free videos that we have out there, I can actually fully train and rehab your dog with just, I do it with people in countries all the time, around the world. So it's pretty cool. One-on-ones are very, very powerful. I've got people that do them, you know, I got, well, I've got trainers that do weekly one-on-ones with me as part of my mentorship program. Um, I have clients that do, you know, every, every month to help them. So it's crazy about one-on-ones. Next. Chad, thanks. You're welcome. Oh, uh, and finally, he wheels. Wheels too, I guess. Hey, Jeff and Angelo, check out Shield Canine in Canada. They have shepherds of the caliber you're looking for. Oh, right. thanks. I just can't go up there, though. Uh, why not? Because we're not vaccinated. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, maybe you can, maybe you can educate me, um, Shields. Is Canada, if you're up in Canada, have they, have they relaxed their, their border requirements? Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. there's only certain countries I can go to. Like, I can't go to um, Turks and Caicos. What? That's a country? Turks and Caicos? Well, that's where Joelle likes to go. She loves going to Turks and Caicos. Where's Turks and Caicos? It's a, it's a, it's a vacation place that we go to. I'll show you on a map. Yeah, where is it on the map? Um, well, we have to end, end out the show, and we'll look on the map and find it. You start looking right now. All okay. Right? All right. Bye, guys. All right. Take, take care, everybody. Don't forget, go to the Academy. It's an Academy. I'll put the link in again. It's Academy. Turks and Caicos. Um, dot solid canine training. It was never going to sell Okay. Dot uh, com. So academy.solidcanontraining.com. You will get um, a part of our Black Friday sale. If you're part of our Patreon, you get an extra 20% off. What you do is you buy the course at the discounted price. Then you email us saying, I bought a course and we just find you. And then we just literally refund you 20% because we can only do one discount line. And it was only, you can only do one coupon at a time, one discount at a time. It's just the way the software works. All right. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. Madly in love with all of you. Bye-bye. Bye.